This is a WTF podcast experience. A day of magic provides terminal New Zealanders the opportunity to celebrate their life with their family and friends before they say goodbye. And we basically just want to celebrate life, bring people together and create lasting memories. And that's what it's all about. Welcome to Taming the Ferrets, New Zealand's most awarding business podcast. A collection of ferrets is called a business. My name is Freddie Bennett and it is my pleasure to tame the ferrets for you all. Here at Taming the Ferrets, we welcome entrepreneurs, leaders and inspirational figureheads. We bring you the best interviews to inform, educate, motivate and inspire. And that's why we are New Zealand's most awarded business podcast. I'm Freddie Bennett, entrepreneur, author and wannabe podcast host. Today, we have got a real treat for you all. We have Melanie Quinn from A Day of Magic Charitable Trust. Melanie, welcome here to the shared studios, the, the the podcast studio that everyone wants to be at. It is a real pleasure to have you here. Oh, yeah, it's an absolute treat. I feel very honoured to be here. So thank you. Well, thank you. And the pleasure is is all ours. And to, to get things started, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. I am Melanie Quinn. I am hitting the big 4-0 this year. Um, thank you. Um, and I feel I've lived a very full life at this point, but I have a very exciting future ahead of me. So where have I been? Um, so I guess I am the epitome of a jack of all trades. Um, I've never been scared to try something new. I'll just riddle off a few career moves. I jumped around through travel in New Zealand, started off graphic design, coming out of college, um, Basically, my, my, my schooling years was majority of sport training, uh, very, very high-level sport, um, a Highland Dancing National Champion. Uh, I used to row sort of national levels, um, used to play rugby for Bayapini and sort of lots of different things like that and had an awesome upbringing out in the countryside and with my brothers and my parents. And I think that, that sort of way of life allowed me to be quite diverse and to um, have many sort of different uh, usable skills under my belt coming into the big kid world. Um, I, so I got into graphic design, leaving college, um, did that for a little while, then found myself after a pretty major injury playing sport. Um, I was about 20 um, and I found myself getting into architecture. So I did that for a wee while here in Tauranga before I was invited to go over to the UK. Um, thankfully, with uh, an ancestry visa, I got to go and um, spend a good eight years there. Um, a bit of partying, but also a lot of, um, you know, uh, trying different things. I went straight into architecture there, but the recession hit pretty much within six months, which was fantastic because it wasn't my passion and I knew that but it was just a skill to have um, and I was poached pretty quickly um, for different things so I was taken into recruitment which made me realise I have a very good um, ability to communicate with all different types of people um, to see their skills and uh, and to make good of those so that went really well um, then yeah I just kind of manoeuvred around London um, trying all those things and then I found myself uh, coaching five children rugby in uh, Wandsworth Um, and within a year I um, turned those five children into 700 children and I coached uh, and managed 100 coaches so that for me was 
like with no background skills in event management or planning or project management at all. Mm. I'd only been sort of a desk monkey for quite a while. Uh, I was like, what what on earth is going on here? And it was amazing. So I'd have like a fleet of cars and sporting equipment and kids and parents and uniforms. And I was, yeah, along for the ride. And it was, it really woke me up to what, what strengths I have. Um, and then I kind of was, while doing that, I was managing a, a classic Irish pub um, in Ealing. And I was also nannying two children. So for two years, I worked three jobs, seven days a week without, you know, battering an eyelid. So... So uh, that kind of inspired me a lot. And then even just in the background, I was setting up sort of um, masquerade castle parties for, you know, 100 of my friends just for fun. And, you know, they wouldn't know anything. And for four days, it was just amazing kind of uh, soiree. And I just did that for fun as well. So I obviously knew I was very good at pulling um, things together very quickly. I can see the end result. And then I can I, I notice I'm very good at breaking it down very quickly and then putting it all into action. Um, and that gives me a real high. Like, I love that feeling. Um, and also, as long as someone's getting something nice at the end of it, I mean, it's the ultimate for me. So um, how a Day of Magic Charitable Trust came about, which is why I've been invited today, is um, when I came back from London, um, oh, I was about, I think I just got, just had my baby. Um, she's five now. And... I heard of a local woman in in Tauranga who was my age who found out she had four weeks left to live. And I just, I I don't know, it just stopped me in my tracks because I was just at home. I was kind of like a solo mum and I just, I was sort of a bit confused about life and what I was doing is where I was going. Um, And I just, it just dawned on me. I just picked, I got her phone through someone, through someone, phone number through someone, through someone. And I just... I just picked up the phone and the one question I can remember it so clearly, I just said, is there anything you wish you had done if you had the opportunity, if you had the time, if you had the money, if you didn't have any excuses, what would have been something you'd wish you'd done, you know, um, now finding out this this time that you've got? Christy said, oh, I wish I had flown in a helicopter. And uh, I said, look, can you... Look, can you just do me one favour? Can you just stay around for three more days and I'll get back to you on Monday? I think it was a Friday or something like that. And I just went out of my skin. Like I I didn't eat or sleep um, literally for three days. And I just found myself like something I've never done before. I was just on the phone. I was sending emails. And and on, on, on the Monday, I said, just be ready with your children, your husband at like nine in the morning. And I had a chauffeur pick them up and uh, take them down to Pilot Bay. And I had a 50 foot launch waiting there for them. I had my videographers and photographers on site and um, I got them on the boat and the kids were jumping off the roof onto paddle boards and, and it was all captured in there's Chrissy, you know, she's smiling and it's like the most grieving, horrible time for anyone to go through, especially at 38, I think she was at the time, and her kids. Um, and anyway, so I got them off the boat and then I put them into the Twin Towers where I had makeup artists and everything there and um, and then I put them back in the sh- um, into the vehicle and they went to a helicopter pad, um, adventure helicopters, were, were, they've been my besties ever since. And they um, put her in a helicopter. And so this was all a surprise. Chris had no idea. Uh, the kids had no idea. And so they're beaming. And then they get in this helicopter. But then what I'd done is I'd gone and got, um, uh, what's it called? Eagle Ridge, um, which is a beautiful resort out in Ohauiti. And I had all her family and friends there, not knowing she was coming via helicopter. Um, and so when she flew in and they saw her fly in, it was just like the magic, just fireworks went off. Um, you could just see the happiness and 
that kind of feeling of celebrating life, really, and that's mm. what I'm what, what it's all about. And um, anyway, so we had uh, we had a, a grazing platter, and I had waitresses serving champagne, and and we had a beautiful cake from Sage and Grace and whatnot. And but then I had Tukitane turn up, and him and his partner and his children, and did a really beautiful intimate uh, gig for them. Wow. Just. And yeah, and obviously it was all recorded, and then and then we did the ceremonial thing where the husband and children flew off in the helicopter, and she waved them off while we we're being blown around. Um, and I just, I mean, I went home and crashed that day, obviously mm. just exhausted. But I just went, what the heck? Like, how is it? This is how is this not a thing? Like, how are we? Why are we only coming together for weddings and funerals twice in our lifetime? And one of those, you're not even here. Like everyone comes and you're you've gone. Like spiritually, you're there, but you're physically not able to enjoy everyone being there to celebrate you. So, so I said, I just I was like, what? Like, what is a what is a charity? Even though, what is it? And so, someone just said, call a lawyer. So I called a lawyer, and then there we are. So I'm now um, I just today um, he celebrated his life yesterday on his 65th birthday. So I've now got yeah, it's just slowly tapping away, um, helping people to celebrate their life. So that's why I'm here today. I'm very, wow. very proud of my little, uh, where I am now from my life as it was to here. I'm sure. I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to be a terrible podcast host now, Melanie, because I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless <laughs> hearing that. And, and, and the fact that, that you say, you know, it, oh, I've, I've just done this, I've just done that. It, it's amazing. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to not only pull these things off and to, to, to make them happen, but actually in such a short space of time with no resources you know, mm. you know not having tens of thousands of dollars just to say i'm going to write a check and, and make all these things mm. happen just to actually pull these things together i mean that's like did you know you had this talent was it the, the work mm. you did in london with, with the rugby and everything yeah n- no i think i didn't know i had this this oh it's hard to say talent i didn't know i had this ability ever because i've never done event planning i've never done anything of that that nature uh, like I said, though, in London, I did do the the rugby thing, but that wasn't because I have that background. It was because I had five children on a Saturday morning and on a rugby pitch and because I love rugby and I played rugby for years. So that's how that came about. But it, it certainly wasn't a preempted thing. And it just just I guess it's my personality. I guess it's my passion for life. Um, it just these things keep evolving and and I don't sort of shy away from them. I go, right, okay, so this has just been presented to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. And and I'm not – I think a big thing is to I, – I, I ask questions. So if I don't know, I'll just pick up the phone and go, do you know? And it's yeah. like, you don't know who I am. I'm really sorry. This is a really awkward conversation. But it helps a lot. And, um, and I think trusting my gut – I just trust my gut instinct. Mm-hmm. I have quite a strong gut instinct. And if something feels right, I just know it's right. And I just roll with it. Um, uh, I did another, um, obviously, another thing that really has kind of got me to this very moment, actually, like January last year, uh, I was, again, in a bit of an intersection in life. I didn't really know where I was going. Like, this is, a day of magic is essentially being, I have financed it myself. I have 
donated 100% of my hours. I've never been paid a cent or there is no money in the charity. I have no sponsorship. I have no uh, donations in that because I've also been very shy, I think, about um, sharing it to the world because I do know that I, I do believe that the tap turns on, the tap's going to turn on and there's only little old me at the moment. So, But January last year I was um, sent a message by a, a, a lot of people who listen to this from Tauranga will know the name, um, Owen Cooney. He's uh, been a partner with Cooney Lee's Morgan Law Firm for 20-odd years and he's sort of semi-retired and he wanted to start a new business and um, uh, a friend I had known from many years ago, uh, way back before I went to London, she had been following my business page, Quintessential Experience, mm. um, and she sort of said to him, give Mel a call, she's your girl, right? And so he just met me for lunch and he said, I want to start a business. And I've never started businesses. I don't have business background. I don't have anything, but because of me going out and trying, you know, new things and that it gave me enough of a reputation in, the, in town to like, to trust and to, you know, a good reputation and whatnot. So I see, he said, do you want to start a business for me? I said, all I've got is a name and an idea and the rest is yours. I was like, sure. <laughs> so I went in full steam. So um, the last 12 months I was set a goal and that was to set up a running successful business and I've managed to achieve that. So I did that for Owen and it's uh, basically for um, private investors, like um, property syndicates. So he just um, mm. he just sort of sets up commercial properties and allows you know everyone to have a chance at investing and he mentors them and we sort of bring them together and I put them out on site visits and stuff. So it's been amazing and it's, uh, it's at the Mount Mm. Uh, my office there but um, just constantly hearing my call for a day of magic I uh, sat down with him just recently and I said look I just I, I know that I'm burning out um, I'm sort of being an executive VA for you setting up this business I've got my business on the side quintessential experience and then I've got the charity which is you know and I'm a mum solo mum so I was burning out and I was like, I can't do this. I said, I really need to go all in on this charity. And there's no, there's no money. It was a big risk. But you know what? Again, my gut instinct's telling me this is my journey and this is I'm meant to be doing this and I'd be absolutely mad to give it up just to do a job that, you know, someone else can do. <laughs> and did, did that feel a struggle when, when you were maybe sat at home and you had that, that realisation and I think many of us have been there where you get that gut feeling and you mm. say, I know this is what I want to do, but that means I'm going to have to walk away from something else. Mm. I'm going to have to have a difficult conversation. Mm. Was, was, that a, was that a bit of a, of, a, of a mental battle? Was it, was it a challenge or just something that you had to do? I think it helped a lot that when I started this business for Owen and I was setting up the office on the main street of the Mount and I have... Basically, I just wear this proud, like I have a little poster that's not even framed and it just sits in the front seat that I bought for Owen. And and so people are just walking past and I just know that even though I hadn't left the charity, I had to put it to sleep so I can earn some money and, and build my portfolio in case this never works out. Yeah. But um, it worked in my car. Like I've got a car down outside and it's it's branded and it's got a Dave Magic all over it. And so just me, the car and the poster was enough for me to know that I haven't given up. It's just something I had to put in that box for now because my priority was to keep a roof over my head for my daughter. And yeah. I managed to do that. And um, But now that that's okay... I can now sh move. I, I tend. I'm very good at moving my focus. So I, I, I'm very good at spinning. I feel. I imagine myself spinning plates. Mm. So I'm very good at like right. That's under control. I can leave that one, and then I'll just give this one a little bit of a spin. And I feel right now is 
charity was ready to have a good spin. It's Mm. been quiet for a little bit, so I can do um, OC consultancy. Um, And now I sort of said to Owen, I was like, I really need to get another spin back on the charity, right? So I just... It wasn't really a scary thing for me. Of course it is, because life is risky and you never know what, especially with COVID and everything. It's scary no matter what. But I just think when you're so, if you're quite versatile and you're you're passionate about what you do, you're able to juggle quite a few things. You just got to make sure your health is in check, obviously, because once your health's gone, you know everything tends to fall to bits. But um, so so um, yeah, I'm, I'm rambling now. You know what I mean? Like I just. I'm just. I just knew that that decision was the right decision because I was feeling, I feeling like the plate for OC consultancy was good and strong. Yeah. That's now good. There's no issues there. My chari- my business is always there when I need it. That's now. That's now been put to sleep for a while because it's charity time. So I'm full 100% in on the Day of Magic Channel Trust here on in. Yeah. And how does that feel knowing that you're you're 100% into this thing that was started as a. a, a- uh, an idea and a need and that now it's you're literally here with it's on your car it's on your t-shirt oh. it's a whole business is that scary is it, it, exciting? it gives me goosebumps mm. it, literally I'm getting goosebumps you just saying that um I think it's because it's very like I said to you just before we started this podcast um I do my, my I do have my weaknesses like mm. loads of strengths um certainly not one to blow my trumpet but I'm trying to be more you know, get rid of this tall poppy um, situation, which I've found growing up has been a huge part of my life. Like I would never, I would always be very quiet about saying I just won a gold medal in the rowing nationals or I've just kind of become a national champion for Highland dancing. Yeah. I would say zilch because yeah. it's not normal to hear people say these things regularly, I feel. And it, I just felt tall poppy seems to really slow me, stop me from being able to be proud, loud and proud yeah. about where I am. So I think this bubble with a day of magic it's I've done it all within but it's just got to a point now where if if I don't start talking about it if I don't start it's it's I can't help more New Zealanders I can't do it all on my own and I'm now at a point where I need support um and I have to just find that confidence now to just go you know what I'm not it's not tall poppy I'm not raving about anything I'm not patting myself on the back I just need support now and so this is why this has been amazing and I'm very grateful to be invited because it it had adds to my experience as well as where I want to go and where I want to be and how I can help more help more people well I so say here here at Taming the Ferrets and, and everyone is part of WTF Productions and the whole shared space where we can do a lot to, to support you I think it's it's as I say it is amazing what you're doing and and not just the, the areas that you work in, which is clearly, it's about creating memories and, and helping people literally, in, in so many cases, have, have the best day of their lives, mm. which I think is, is super powerful. But I think you're also an inspiration for so many people out there. And, and, and I know them. I've, so I, I've, I have friends here. I have friends back in, in the UK. There's so many people who say, oh, I've always had that goal. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to set up that charity. And... And a lot of them, and and well, I can say from the host of this podcast, get pretty pissed off, and that they're pissed off with their lives, and they say, "Oh, I don't want to be stuck in this job. I wish I was doing something to give something back." Is and and I say, "Well, why don't you?" And they're like, "Oh, you know how it is. It's too mm. difficult. There's too many barriers. There's no money around these days." And I think that you're you're a testament to show all of these barriers can be overcome, mm. and and. Do you think it was there's been something in your in your approach that that's helped you overcome these barriers, or is it more just the case of saying, "This is how it is. 
this is how it's going to be. I'm not going to give up with this thing. I think a huge thing I've I've learned is that if you don't ask, you don't get. Every single phone call I've made, say, because I've helped five families now, um, and each one of those is a very short window of time that I have to achieve it. Um, obviously, it, it essentially has to be seamless um, for it to, to work um, and for it to be worth it. And um, so when I get, obviously, I, I, haven't, see, I haven't even thought about what I call this, an, an application, uh, when I have someone ask for a day of magic, um, it's ve- I have to very quickly code the situation, the time that's available, what they love, what makes them sparkle, mm. what's important to them, what they wish they had done or do again. Mm. And then I have to very quickly uncode that and then go and, – and you don't have the time to ask twice. You don't have the time to – to kind of manoeuvre the request of what I need to make this possible. So I have to very quickly go, right, that is what's needed, and I ask for it. Touch wood, I have not had a no yet. I don't really know what that is. I don't know if it's just because it's a feel-good factor for people. I, but I also believe they hear the passion of my voice and what I'm trying to do for this one person, this one person that we're doing a day of magic for. So... Um, yeah, if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, but my issue right now is I'm, I'm asking for others. I'm not asking for myself, and I need to learn how to ask for myself. So, yeah, so I think um, if, you, if you want something and, you, you know, you believe that it's, it's, it's going to be good, um, just ask. Just ask whoever. And why, why and I think that, that that's an amazing piece of advice, by the way, because I think so many of us don't, don't ask. Mm. We think... Yeah, we, we assume people will say no or will say, mm. oh, I'm just being a bit silly. It's a fear and of rejection. Yeah, exactly, that fear of rejection. Mm. There's a lot of people where we say, just just pick up the phone, just ask. And mm. even with my kids, I'm like, just go up to that person and ask mm. them. And they're like, no, I don't want to do it. And mm. But I think you raise a great point as well about taking our own advice mm. because we, I think as, as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as as, as charity founders it's, it's sometimes difficult to say to ourselves I need to take this step forward I need to promote myself I need to be be proud of being that tall poppy um so that's where I'm at now yeah. so if anyone's got any advice out there or wants to get me th- over that that's my only um obstacle that I keep coming up against so that's I've got a lot of self-development to do now um, so I'm taking this time where I've shifted my focus to, to now build myself up because I have obviously a, a great range of natural ability, mm. but I, I, I now is self-development time. So I don't have that tall poppy situation. I don't have that fear of, you know, now I'm asking for my help for myself. Mm. That's my issue. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And I think that's really important for anyone who's trying to get out there is, there's a lot to do when you want to start a new business or you want to start a charity or you want to do anything new in life or it's a fitness goal. And fitness for me as well, I mean, I've, that's a whole other story, mate. Like, mm. since my injury, I've, I've struggled. I've struggled. I'm, 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 I was 20-odd years down, but I'm still fit as a fiddle um, and I have the ability to be an athlete today, but I just don't put my focus into it because I'm scared because mm. I, I know how hard it is to train and I know what's involved, especially mentally. Picking up what you were saying, when you were, were playing and, and you, you picked up that, that sounds like quite serious injury. And we talk about change and unexpected change mm. in our lives. 
How did that feel? I mean, did, did it feel like before then your life was going in one direction and then it suddenly changed course? Yeah, I mean, I even though it, it completely shifted, like I, I was actually, funnily enough, talking about it last night and it have, I haven't spoken to it, about it for a very long time. Um, it was a huge shift in my everything, that moment that I broke. Um, so I, <clears throat> so basically just being a very natural kind of sp- athlete um and just loved training never got asked to train whatever but I just was up at four every morning training rowing and then I'll be at rugby coat training at lunchtime and then I'll be you know what I mean it just and dancing every night it just that was my life um and then this this day it was bizarre like that's why I believe I do believe in um attracting um you know what was it like positive attraction and that because mm-hmm. once you, what you give out is what you get back and yeah. I oh my god it's so true um, but this one occasion, I was there, and for the first time ever, I usually always had my touch. I always had my touch rugby shoes on. I'd always be standing up, like probably doing a dance on the sideline. I was always hyped. I was always ready. And this one day, I just felt flat. I felt there was. I just kind of lost my spark. And I was sitting on the sideline, and my teammates were next to me. And they're like, "Come on, Mel, get your shoes on." I was like, "Eh." And then, and then even the beeper went on, and I was just like, "Eh." And I just rem- I remember it to this day. Like it's stuck in my brain. And I got up, and and um, one of my mates walked over, and he was on crutches, and uh, he's like, he used to have, I used to have ginormous calf muscles, and he's like, Carvey, what are you doing? Get up! And I was like, Oh, I said, What happened? You've broken your leg, and he goes, Yeah. And I said, I've I've never broken a leg, uh, a bone, and literally within ten minutes, I was I had the ball, and I was sprinting down the try line, and I had you know I would see the team chasing me, and I. And I just literally just dropped to the ground and there was a sprinkler hole in the field. And because and I'm a Highland dancer, I'd run on my toes, full sprint. And it just went crack. And I just looked down and my toes were at the back. Like my foot had literally gone. <laughs> my heels at the front, my toes at the back. And I just um, I just remember looking down, just like, it just felt like my whole work, just everything just flipped on its head. And I was like, my 21st is next week. And I remember that. But then from then on in, that point in my life wasn't just the break because I didn't really, I'm, I never really worried about anything in life, but it was where I was in life at that time. So I just, I'd left college. I was just starting to date. Mm. He wasn't a sporty guy. He was probably, you know, doing things he probably shouldn't be doing. And I was just kind of in amongst it. And, but I was still, you know, like, that was fine, and for many years I kept making excuses for why I avoided a gym or I didn't go, and when I got asked to go and run that or do that, I just like, oh, I'm busy. Whereas I'd be like, where do you need me? What do you need me to wear? What do I have to do? And it, it just showed how my mental state had completely flipped by that one moment in life, like that one second. Mm. And still to this day, what am I now, 39, I have still got that issue. So I've got a big wall. I've asked so many people to personal train me, just Mm. pick me up, give me a big hug and go, let's do this. But again, it's not up to anyone else. It's up to me. Mm. And I'm just sort of learning that now. Um, But I did, I mean, I did. I got asked to do a marathon in London out of nowhere after seven years of not a thing, like not a thing. Uh, and yeah, I ran the whole thing. Um, I don't remember half of it, but um, and it just proved to me a lot of it is mind, mind over matter. And um, but unfortunately, I've been allowing my mind to be a bit soft for too long now. But I think yeah, it, too soft. I mean, it is something that happens to all of us. And, and mm. as I say in these episodes, it's always a it's your episode, not mine. And mm. I, I I I drop in a little nugget of my of my own history into mm. every episode. I mean, mm. what I could put in here was yeah. I, I used to be very unfit, very... I, I probably hung around with the same crowns as you used to, by the sounds of it, and I, I enjoyed that party lifestyle too much. Yeah. I was 
overweight, stressed, depressed. Oh, wow, you moments. look amazing, by oh, the way. Well done, you. you. Well, I am 40 these days as well. Which oh, is even... <laughs> we need to go for a run, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I had that moment, mm. um, yeah, that, that break moment with, you know, but my, mm. my dad died very suddenly and that was in oh. the moment when I was, yeah, I was that guy in his early 30s, or his mid-30s, who was drinking beer every night, watching TV, just thinking... I don't want to do any of that running, you know, I'll, I'll walk past the gym to go to the pub and everything else. But then after that, I, yeah, that's what I thought. And this is where I think it starts to, to link back in around what are we all here for in, mm. in life? What I had, a, you know, my kids about five at the time. You think, what sort of parent do I want to be? If mm. if this was my last day on earth, which I think we, we start to realise none of us know what's around the corner. Mm. What do I want to be remembered for? What, exactly. What, what what day of, of my life do I want? And that's mm. when yeah, I yeah, stopped drinking. I ran across the Sahara Desert. Oh, here we go. Sounds like another podcast. It's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think it just goes. I think for you, know, for, for me, that for some people they might not care about fitness, but for mm. them maybe it's they want to go on an adventure or they want to write a book or paint a picture or, or do any of these things. But I think it's how. Yeah, and I, I, but then in saying it though, just to like, obviously, like I always do this, and people go, "Come on, Mel, like seriously, your life is not normal." Like, um, but another another thing is also is um, relationships. Mm. It's incredible how much if you're a very caring, loving, devoted person, how much you take, you you lose focus on yourself to put into that person. Mm. I did that, and um, I I also so not. I mean, the sporting thing I know is always going to come. It is coming. It's very close. But um, I also, you know, I had a, my husband gave me an hour's notice and just up and left with my daughter out of the blue mm. and my daughter. And that hit me, man. Like that, that, that was about two years that took off my life mm. just to kind of regroup, like grieve, regroup, try and understand why and what happened and all that. And so I came out of that all right. And, um, but, you know, they, these are big chunks of your life. It's not a mm. day and then you're done. Like you need each time you have a major trauma you know, whether it's an injury, sporting injury or a, a relationship or a breakdown, whatever, you know, it takes a lot and your life is very fast and short. And so those major kind of obstacles, um, you, you, we can't just look at them as nothing. So and what's cool is I've managed to rebuild myself from that, um, you know, but the dancing thing, dancing's my life. Like I, if I can, if I'm dancing, I'm happy. And so obviously being a dancer for many years, my mum was a national champion dancer as well. So it's very much in our blood. Um, but just like the other day, I, like, I literally only had a few pennies left in my account just because I put it all into this charity. And I went, you know what, it's about me. And so I, my, my brother's just come over from the UK. And um, so I rounded up my dad and my two brothers and I ordered some materials and I now have a dance studio in my house. Like, and, and that's years of me putting it off because it's just when it's my time, it's my time. But, you know, I just went, for fuck's sake, mm. it's my time. And um, so, yeah, I have this for, for my daughter loves dancing as well. She's five. So I've got to get mirrors up yet. That's waiting mm. until I can hopefully um, get things sorted. But um, I'm super excited because I now I just find that I was feel, putting a lot of pressure on myself to go out and to get a gym and have a gym membership and all of that. Mm. But then I would get a gym membership. I'd pay for it for six months and not go. But now it's gym memberships in my house and I'm just so excited. Like, I'm just going to blast some sounds and I'm going to shake shit up. 
But that's, I love that. I love shaking shit up. <laughs> Bobby's here as well. Like, like, that's, that's how we roll. Yeah. But I think it's that, super excited. And it's amazing. And it should be exciting. So I think mm. so many people, they have this pursuit of perfection. And mm. like I say, with whether it's setting up a, a charity or getting fit, and it's that, and, and I speak to them, and they say, just fucking start. Mm, just and, start. Oh, oh, but I can't because, because this isn't right, or I don't have the website, or I haven't got the... Con- and mm. and mm. I think, in a positive way, it's about maybe people don't quite have the confidence or the courage to step mm. forward. And, mm. and But it's about saying that look, done is better than perfect any mm. day of the week. Yeah. And, and we could all sit here wasting the days of our lives, waiting for that perfect moment or the perfect conditions or the, the perfect support, or, or we can make it the perfect day. Mm. And I think that's when it comes to, and, and that's maybe ironic in, in literally what you do in terms of making a perfect day for the mm. people who, who, who need that perfect day. But mm. it's, I think, truly inspirational for for so many people to to know that it can happen and i also i believe i'd love to get your view on it when you do start taking action no matter how imperfect no matter how scared you are do you find that like he talks about the the law of attraction that stuff just starts to happen Mm, it does you meet someone or you bump into someone or something just comes through and has, has that been the case for you i believe my whole entire life but i didn't know it existed until probably since returning back from London and looking and then re-looking at where my life has been, the decisions I've made, the people I've associated with and what, what has come about from those certain situations, those iconic moments in my life where I'm in cross-sections and I'm like being offered two job opportunities, which one do I take? Mm. I take that one or those two people. Who do I, you know, who am I going to talk to for this it came really real to me coming back from London and then obviously with a day of magic just kind of coming out of nowhere and just following through with it and then you know what like as you as you what you think about and what you believe in and like I look so far into the future like this charity is you know what I mean it's 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 yeah, I, if you can look into the future, like I said, if you can look into the future and then work your way back, that's basically law of attraction. I mm. feel it's 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 not really a science, but it's like, yeah, if you if you give out everything in your heart and soul to one thing that you believe in, mm. it can't not happen. Like it can't. I don't I believe. That. No, I, I fully believe that. I think it's it's something that we need to remind ourselves because there's always going to be moments when. When you're lying there at night thinking, shit, what have I done? And, and, and I've been there myself. You know, we, there was that salary and there was this. Uh, and how am I going to, there's the shit in the water. And like, like am, am I crazy? <laughs> then and we, can, we can catch ourselves. I think if, mm. if we're not careful, we can fall into that, that sort of negative spiral. I do a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I mean, what's hard is that... Um, and I, I do share a lot. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like, anyone who knows me, there's no... It's it's black and white. It's like, you know, if I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm angry, I'm scared. I've been spiralling a bit because I'm scared. Like, I am scared. Don't be wrong, I'm human. Um, because I just find any... any t- like, I, with the charity, I, I'll do a day for someone and then it will just go... And, you know, and, and so many more opportunities can sort of come about from that one situation that I, I tend to have this, I just pitch this big handbrake next to me and I'm just like, whoa, 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 because I'm scared. Like I I, am at, I said, they used the word last night when I was trying to understand my emotions that I was feeling. Nothing to do with this. Like I just, I just felt petrified 
every time I get this kind of burst of law of attraction, I get very scared and I, I tend to have this big handbrake and I feel my just pull it up so hard because I know that as soon as I put a little burst of energy into something in my life, whatever it may be, big thing, bigger things happen from one thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got really petrified last night because, and I keep having these moments in my life because, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's scary because I, I want it all to happen and it's mm. right there in front of me to get, but I just, I find it very hard to just get it because I, I'm scared. I know that feeling. <laughs> because I think, it's work and oh, time and... I mean, and, that, and it's, there you go, it's a lot of ferrets to tame, isn't it? In it terms is. terms of, like, yeah, mm. work and time and... Mm try to have some time for yourself and fitness mm. and, and children and everything mm. else and and that is a big struggle and one thing I love about Taming the Ferrets is that we talk about people such as you in the local area with, with a real perspective because I always think it's it's very well for bloody Elon Musk to be sat there in his billionaire mansion and say things like oh do something that scares you every day and we're like that's right. yeah it's great but it's got yeah. can have repercussions as well with your Tesla and everything else it's okay for you with your rocket ship but all of us everyday people who do get scared who do who are thinking I've got electricity and mm. food and I want to give my kids a, a great environment and everything else but I think we, we have to try and find a way through that fear. And, and again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It mm. doesn't have to be, you know, the kind of like dancing along, riding a unicorn or something. But any any step forward is, is I think, is, is a powerful thing. And I think that a lot of support comes from just, like I said before, just ask. Ask for help. Mm. Um, I tend to do a lot, try to do a lot on my own. Um, yeah. That's where that fear, and you know, comes in mm. because I, I'm not, I'm not, a machine um yeah so I do tend to do probably a lot of out of body experiences I feel where I don't actually I can't I actually don't realize what I'm capable of until I do it and then when I do it I surprise myself um and then but then I still do it high and do it all on my own um but now yeah you just got to ask for help that's such a key point because again you get so many people say oh I'd love to go and do that but I don't have time mm. As we said, time, I think, is such a key thing in our lives because it's... Are you aware, aware of um, Bronnie Rare's top five regrets of the dying? No. I'll share it with you. Great. It was a... I'm probably going to totally wrong now. Uh, an Australian end-of-life nurse. Um, so she was dealing with patients always at the end of their life. And she wrote a book where she asked all of those patients what their biggest regrets were in life. And, and then she, she wrote it all down into a book because these were people literally... They knew they were at the end of their life, mm. and this is what their regrets. And one of the the key uh, regrets that they said was not living a life that was true to themselves. Yeah. And it's interesting. They weren't yeah. there saying, oh, I wish I wish I'd worked a bit harder for that promotion, or oh, I, know, I, wish I'd, I wish I'd worked in the office a few more Saturdays. It was about living a life that's true to themselves. Mm. And I think that this is so you know, connected to what you're saying. It's about not only helping people have, have the best day of their lives, but also living your purpose. Inspiring yeah. other people because mm. so many people could say, oh, I haven't got the time. And we're so, we're so busy running our lives, we haven't got time to change our Yeah, lives. you're wasting, you you're wasting your natural skill mm. by not doing it. And then, you know, people can benefit from your skills. Yeah. But you're not sharing them. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, it's everyone loses if you don't share it. Yeah. No one's getting any of it. Exactly. And I think so. you're right. In, we all do have hidden talents. Mm. We are better than... A lot of things we imagine. I mean, take this podcast here. When when you walked into into the studio here at Share Studios, you were there saying, "Oh, it's my first podcast." <laughs> I 
Now you're here, you're leaning back, and you're like, yeah, Bobby, just just rewind that a few seconds. Let's give it a third take. Let's let's adjust these lines. Yeah, let's let's go, guys. Come on, chop chop. And like, you're just owning it now. And uh, yeah, it's not, the people will hear this this edited version, but the unedited version like, went to being altered around here and everything. But I think it's amazing. And we have so many things in our lives. We're like, oh, let's say it's a scary thing. But then you step forward and you do it, and then you realise it's it's actually just the beginning, and it's a whole new adventure. Yes. I'm aware of time, Melanie, as well, and I do want to, to ask you, and maybe we combine these two, what's the future for A Day of Magic? What do you want to, to achieve? Oh, lovely question. In, uh, yeah, in the Woo! next 12 months. Got goosebumps. Also, well, it's, 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 it's I'm so excited. Exciting. So what, what does the future look like? <sighs> and then also, we've talked about giving you the help. Mm. Let's use this platform. What help do you need? How how um, I've got? I know how Taming the Ferrets is going to get involved and... You know, both in terms of, of, of time and financial involvement, which we could talk about, but you know, what what can Taronga do for you? How can how can we help take this thing to the moon? Right. So, like I said, this is really hard for me because there is a stigma around charities and people being paid for this. I need to be paid, mm. right? I if I need to, I need to keep my house, my roof over my head. I need to keep my daughter in school. And for me to continue what I've started, I need support. I need support from an amazing, passionate business owner. I need support from the community. I've set up a Give a Little page, but I shat myself and I put it on Facebook and I deleted it within 10 minutes because no one liked it or something. And you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm dealing with, my fear. My fear is holding me back from what I've been told exists, and that is support. And it's just I've got to learn how to ask for it. So... Um, so for me, it's just to make sure that I can do my job and that means so I can pay my bills so I can do my job. There's that. Um, I also am going to need very quickly, you know, like a, a very um, loyal uh, team of uh, consultants because obviously I can do this on my own now, but I've kept very quiet under the radar. I've remained very organic um, because obviously if I you know, this gets out there, which it potentially is going to, um, I need a team behind me. Mm. And uh, I have not been able to try for that yet because I can't offer anyone anything. I can't give anything except a feel-good feeling. But in saying that, though, if someone wants to volunteer, it's, it's great, it's amazing, but it doesn't give me the security. So the time that I invest on that individual to give our Day of Magic people the best day of magic they need to be the right people and then they need to be all so secure and they know that they're going to be sticking around and they can build within the charity and we can grow um sustainably so i need financial help from the community and if anyone is out there who this just makes their heart sing and has known someone with a terminal illness or currently has someone close to them with a terminal illness who they are grieving and they're struggling to see the light um yeah please get in touch and it's truly amazing. And, and Melanie, I know you say that you, you struggle to, to maybe talk yourself up. It's funny you talk about the concept of magic. And for me, a magician is someone who creates something out of nothing. And I believe that's what you do. 
I've spoken to a lot of charities in my years around the world. What you're doing is literally amazing. You should be so proud of what you do. And in those dark moments when you think, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Remind yourself of that because you are quite literally changing people's lives and that you can't put a price on that. But saying that, we need to put a price on that because we are going to get you a ton of money to help you <laughs> yeah. do more magic in people's lives and make a huge difference mm. in Saronga. Bay of Plenty, New Zealand, mm. and in 10 years' time, maybe there'll be a day of magic in many different countries around the world. Tony Snow, when I first met him, I actually did a little bit of time here. Tony Snow, he he um, came and sat with me and my trustees, and he just looked at me and said, are you ready? I was like, what for? He goes, this is mad. Like, he's like, this is amazing, and it's going global. And I was like, shut up, Tony. But that was right back at the beginning. And then he just messaged me the other day, remember what I said to you? I was like, yeah. So so it's hard to talk about yourself, like you said, but it's very hard to hear someone say what you just said. That is. is even harder. So trying That's, to keep um, the tears away. No, it's fine. And, you know, my, uh, my family says that I make a career out of making people uncomfortable. <laughs> way, it's a good way of doing it and it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on um, on the podcast before we t- ask you mm. where people can get in touch how they can contact mm. you we do have the famous magical last question the previous guest has uh, has written down a question for you i don't know what this what this is either and um, and you get to write a question for the next guest okay this was from uh, from josh who came on the previous episode what activities cause you to lose track of time or experience flow? It's all come in fruition recently. And what I've learned is all these years that I've been thinking that I'm sort of not where I need to be or the rate that I need to be, I was actually doing it up in my head. So I've been building most of my life in my head. So while I was procrastinating, thinking it was a negative situation, I've now realised it was a huge positive So I tend to pass a lot of time by building a lot of my life in my head. So when it comes to the point like now where I've dropped one role for this role, the charity, I'm now able to bring out all that kind of building I was doing in my brain, procrastinating, and turn it into a physical sense. So even though it might seem a negative thing at the time and I think I'm fluffing around faffing about (laughs) I'm I'm actually not I'm actually have been doing a lot of hard work up there so and it's all sort of starting to show now so amazing well actually one final question from me which I always find uh, fascinating some of the experiences you've talked about today with things like the the injury and with with uh, your your husband and everything else all of the the challenges you've faced if I could offer you now the opportunity to erase those painful moments from your life, mm. would you erase them or would you keep them? Keep them. It's interesting. Yeah. And a lot of people say that. As I well. would keep them because now I'm very excited to, to just everything else is exactly where I've wished it to be. I just now need to put a little, pl- you know, fix up those little cracks and um, I'm good to go. I call it my second wind. I've been dreaming of the second wind for a very, very long time. So it's just kicking off now. So tune in. The best is just tune in to the Mel Quinn show. Exactly. Speaking of tuning into the Mel Quinn show, if people want to get in touch with with you, if they want to find out more about a day of magic, 
How do they contact you? Okay, so you can call me straight up. I don't mind. 0221 506350. You can email me, melanie at And it's a bit slow at the moment, but socials at adayofmagic.nz. Perfect. We will get in touch. We will like, we will follow, we will promote, we will shout this from the rooftops. Yay. It's going to be amazing. Melanie, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on Taming the Ferrets. Please do come back in as well. We would, oh. This is just the beginning and we would love to have a part two, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. My first podcast, I actually manifested this about a year ago. And so here we are. This is just the beginning. Joe Rogan, watch out. Just remember... <laughs> You started here first. Yes, I sure Hands did. Off. Oh, she's <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like what you hear? Don't forget to follow us on social media at Taming the Ferrets and to give us five stars on your podcast provider. We're New Zealand's best kept secret, but don't be afraid of sharing us with the world. This has been a WTF experience. Discover more of your favourite shows and learn how to launch your very own podcast at wtfproductions.nz.